the greatest to ever do it and the greatest dynasty that the NFL has ever seen have agreed to part ways. What do we remember about Bill Belichick's time with the New England Patriots and what is next coming up on today's episode of Locked on NFL? You are locked on NFL. Your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome in, everybody, to your Friday episode of Locked On NFL, your daily podcast covering the National Football League, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget that you can subscribe for free to this podcast on YouTube or wherever you're listening to us right now. I'm David Harrison on Twitter, DHarrison82, host of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Bucks, credential member of the media covering both those teams for Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation. He is Louis DiBiase on Twitter, at DiBiaseLOE host of Locked On Eagles, and you can also find dropping Eagles content for you on Bleacher Report. Locked On NFL is here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers, and as always, everydayers, we appreciate your support for the network for these programs. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create your account, use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, for $20 off your first purchase on today's episode. We are predicting wildcard weekend. Louie and I are going to tell you which jobs available are the best and the worst in the National Football League. But first, Louie, we got to talk about Bill Belichick leaving the New England Patriots after leading the NFL's most successful dynasty for 24 years. To be quite honest, it feels like a retirement, but it's not a retirement. Instead, Belichick and the Pats have agreed to part ways. Belichick calls today a day of gratitude and celebration, quote unquote. Both Kraft and Belichick stood together during the exit interview, exit press conference. Kraft said, quote, I don't think in the NFL there's been any other partnership that lasted longer and has been more productive than ours, end quote. And I think everybody would agree. Six Lombardis, nine Super Bowl trips, 31 postseason wins, 17 AFC East Division titles, 266 regular season wins. Louie, what did you think when you heard the news? Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising when you see the post Tom Brady era of the New England Patriots. I think this has been a long time coming, but it is crazy that a 24 year run is over. One of the greatest, if not the greatest dynasty in sports has come to an end and it's impressive. I mean, it's so it's conflicting because of, you know, Spygate and Deflategate. This Patriots dynasty definitely wasn't clean over two decades, but at the same time, it's very impressive in a league that's very hard at times to sustain success. You look at other teams across the league. It's very hard to win for four to five years, let alone almost 30. So it's very impressive, conflicting, but I think it was a long time coming after Brady Belichick. I think just struggled to adjust to the times. And I think that really was represented by their quarterback decisions after Mac Jones to me. That's really when it started coming to an end. It's Belichick at that point told me, okay, he clearly doesn't get what it takes now to be great at the quarterback position. I think the Mac Jones pick was kind of the start of the end. Not that it was Mac Jones's fault, but that's when I started to realize, yeah, he just, he doesn't get it anymore. Yeah. You know, it's actually a really interesting thing to look at because if you really look, take a step back and look at this whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. Obviously Bill Belichick has drew Bledsoe as his quarterback during the early years with the new England Patriots. He, He ends up getting injured. Tom Brady comes in this relative unknown backup quarterback from Michigan, six round draft pick. Nobody expects anything. They're leaning on their defense They're leaning on their kicker. Next thing you know, they're winning championships. And it's really fun because I remember their first Super Bowl. I was actually stationed in Germany. I was still in the army at the time. And two of my best friends in the army at the time were both from Boston. And they had grown up watching the 
the really bad Patriots. Like, yeah. like that white helmet with the, what is it? The, the, the revolutionary soldier and the three point stance. Mm-hmm. That wasn't always a cool logo to see on the football field guys. That there was a time where everybody hated that logo. And I just remember their, their excitement. Like I'm not a Patriots fan, but I remember their excitement watching their favorite team uh, uh, win a championship. And it was really cool. And then it's really cool to see what's happened, but make no mistake about it. The Patriots, accidentally got the greatest quarterback in, in NFL history. Great point. Like you don't draft the six round dude and say he's going to be the best we've ever had. That's just not how this happened. So you look at that and then you look at, I mean, this is not the first time we've heard Belichick's draft history, personnel decisions uh, kind of criticized. What if they don't luck into Tom Brady? Like this story could sure. be a lot different, but speaking of the goat, right? Tom Brady on Instagram, he posted a very long message, started off quote. I'm incredibly grateful to have played for the best coach in the history of the NFL end quote, ended it with, quote, I can never have been the player I was without you, Coach Belichick. I'm forever grateful, and I wish you the best of luck in whatever you choose next, end quote. Uh, Louie, I don't want to get into the Belichick or Brady, which one, you know, chicken or the egg, which one's most important. But basically this, Bill Belichick, again, we're talking about him like he's retiring. And he, from, from all reports, he is not intending to retire. He is looking for a coaching job. What do you think is up next for Coach Belichick? Yeah, it's really interesting because, again, he... You know, again, Brady deserves most of the credit for that dynasty, but Belichick deserves a lot of credit, too. I mean, those defenses in the early 2000s that he constructed were elite, historic. I think even the last Super Bowl they won in New England was because of the defense against the Rams. So he deserves a lot of credit. I think if he's not the greatest coach of all time, he's certainly top three and he has that pedigree right now. But at the same time, it'll be interesting to see how many teams are interested in him, because, again, you look at the last four years. Bill Belichick, the head coach, still to me a great defensive mind, but Bill Belichick, when it comes to the innovative thinker on offense, when it comes to Bill Belichick, the general manager as a draft and talent evaluator, I'm not sure if I trust that guy still. So I think there's going to be teams that have interest, right? I think the Washington commanders might be somebody, the Atlanta Falcons, but I don't think this is going to be some, you know, Tom Brady, when he hit the open market. Who wouldn't be interested? I don't think because he's Bell Belichick, suddenly the entire NFL, even teams with a head coach already that they're not planning on moving on are suddenly going to be like, move everything for this guy. So he'll have interest, but I, I don't think it'd be the same as if he was on the open market, you know, like a decade ago. Yeah, no, 100%. And I do think there will be interest in Coach Belichick. I will say this. I have been saying this for the last week on Locked On Commanders. I will say it right now. And I, and I totally get it from a national perspective. The Washington Commanders are not going after Bill Belichick. Interesting. That is not okay. going to be a thing. But look out for these teams that want to win now. And not just win now, but are kind of okay with winning now and only winning now. And that's the reason this isn't going to happen. It's not a disrespect towards Bill Belichick. Josh Harris is a younger owner in the National Football League. He's a fan of Washington going back to his childhood. He's shared memories with us of walking up to RFK Stadium and what that used to mean and how that used to feel. And he wants to return that to the DMV. And he wants to return it for a long time, 10, 15, 20 years. He wants to build the next Patriots dynasty. Bill Belichick is not in for that kind of a run. Bill Belichick is much more of a windows open now kind of guy. And I think when you do that, you're looking at the Los Angeles Chargers, who I think their ownership has kind of proven they're really not very patient right now. They've got a $200 million quarterback that they want to win a championship with before they got to pay him another $200 million. You look at the Atlanta Falcons, who have – a little bit of an older owner. They were going to go all in on Deshaun Watson. They've got a very solid defense. They've got some playmakers in Drake London and Bijan Robinson. And who knows if somebody can get the best out of Kyle Pitts. You put the right quarterback in the right mind in that situation. Defensive friendly team, Louie. Quarterback that just needs to drive the ship. I mean, talking early New England yeah. Patriots recipe right there, right? So I think there are some certainly some fits. 
where New England's uh, legendary coach is, is going to wind up is is very interesting. I do think that he does wind up somewhere, though. I don't think this is a situation where he doesn't get a job. Um, but which job is important? Also, which job out there is the best job? We're going to tell you our opinions. I'm going to tell you why Washington's is actually the best job in the NFL right now. Louis is going to tell us what he thinks about my take and share his coming up next on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of the Locked On NFL podcast is brought to you by GameTime. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, GameTime takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They're the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive, potentially for the NFL playoffs. All-in prices show your total up front, so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out. You can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps. They're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on your tickets. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Head over to Game Time, download the app, create an account, use the code LOCKDOWN for $20 off your purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKDOWN for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Thanks again for making a Locked On NFL your first listen or your first view today and every day, every day is again. Thanks for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Make sure you come back again on Monday. Kevin Ostreger with Locked On Ravens. We'll be back to run our Monday episode covering all kinds of wild, wild card action, I'm sure. Also, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with your local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league and we got every fantasy league covered as well go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel so louis with uh with bill belichick and the new england patriots amicably splitting with the new england patriots added to the mix we now have eight open head coaching positions in the national football league in alphabetical order for those who don't know all of them off the top of your head which is probably most of us uh atlanta falcons carolina panthers las vegas raiders los angeles chargers new england patriots seattle seahawks tennessee titans and the washington commanders now to me louis the best job available here is the washington commanders job here's here's why I'm, I'm saying this because the bottom line is this washington presents every new executive or new coach anything they could possibly want in an organization outside of just being Super Bowl ready. Because let's be honest, if you're Super Bowl ready, you're not looking for a new executive. You're not mm-hmm. looking for a new head coach. But this team has draft capital. They've got three picks in the top 40, five picks in the top 100. They've got cap space. This team is two easy, easy moves from $100 million in cap space. This team, Louie, could literally cut its four most expensive contracts in dead cap and still rank sixth in the NFL in cap space projected for 2024. Now, they're not going to do that, of course. I'm just giving you an example of the cap situation and the roster situation contract-wise on this team. They've got some solid roster pieces. Not a great roster, obviously, because they wouldn't be in the situation if they did. They got Brian Robinson Jr., who, thanks to Eric Bieniemy, actually doesn't have a whole lot of miles on him after this season. They got Terry McLaurin, who is a probably a 1B type of receiver, maybe a high 2A type of type of receiver. They got Sam, Sam Cosme, a solid starting offensive lineman. Deron Payne, a, a solid starting defensive lineman as well. Now, that's only four pieces. But the benefit of that is basically this is a roster that you can mold into your vision. You're not handcuffed. This isn't a team that this is their identity. You're coming in to run that identity and an owner that, again, 
is focused on making this team a winner, not just now, but for the long haul. And he's preaching patience. What new head coach in the NFL doesn't want an owner that is preaching patience? Josh Harris wants to make money. He's going to make money. It's the NFL. Everybody makes money. He wants to win while he's doing it, and that's what Magic Johnson wants to do. Uh, If you're taking over a franchise on day one, this team literally has everything you could possibly want. So, Louie, what do you think of what I'm saying, and what do you think is the best job out there right now in the NFL? I was actually curious before the show started. I was wondering where you're going to put Washington on this list because they were number one for me, too, because I think quarterback a lot when it comes to this conversation. And of course, in that way, you would probably say the Los Angeles Chargers, but the Chargers also just have so much to overcome. It's an old roster. There's some really bad contracts on the books. When you're a head coach, you don't. And again, you don't, it's okay to be stuck with Justin Herbert. Like that's a good situation, but you probably want the freedom to pick your own guy, have cap space. Like you're saying draft capital, top picks. You want the owner to be patient. The chargers are a win now team. So I think they're like the, you know, zoom out, not adding context. Maybe it seems obvious. They're the top choice, but I don't think they are Washington. Like you said, has the cap space. They have weapons, a top pick for a quarterback prospect and a pretty good draft. So I would agree that Washington's probably number one. Seattle's a really interesting spot for me because they're kind of stuck at quarterback right now at a nine and eight record. You know, you're not bad enough to be picking at the top to get one of these guys. And you have Geno Smith under contract. He's good, but not great. Like they're not a title contender, but I like some of their young talent on defense. I really like their weapons with DK Metcalf, JSN and Tyler Lockett. I think they have a good run game. If you could get like a Justin Fields, can they find a way to trade for Justin Fields? If Chicago takes a quarterback with the first overall pick, if you added him to the equation, suddenly I really like Seattle situation too. Now that Pete Carroll's out. So there's some good spots. I will say one thing too, David, there might be two teams. Maybe just one of them end up having a vacancy. Maybe neither do. Two teams in the NFC East that are playing in the playoffs, the Dallas Cowboys and Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not guaranteeing that both Mike McCarthy and Nick Sirianni are back next year. And that suddenly opens up a whole new can of worms where I think I would want that job, whether it's Philly or Dallas over any of these other vacancies. And I could totally see at least one of those teams moving on if neither team gets or one of them does not get to the NFC title. Yeah, it's it's really interesting, Luke, because that's that's an interesting conversation you just brought up yeah. because I feel the same way about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I said this about the Buccaneers going into week 18 because they, they mm-hmm. fell flat against the New Orleans Saints with a chance to win the NFC South. They end up winning against the Carolina Panthers, but not in convincing fashion. Right. And I've kind of said if they barely win the NFC South, which they did, and then get boat raced out of the wild card round, Todd Bowles may not be back. Todd Bowles may win back to back division titles, go to the playoffs two years in a row and get fired. Uh, you look at the Eagles. I mean, you just you just said it, and I, I happen to write about the Eagles twice a week. I don't say I cover them because I definitely don't. I just write about them twice a week. Um, but similar situation, like they if they barely beat the Buccaneers, even with some of the injuries they're dealing with, they right. barely beat the Bucs and then get boat race out of the divisional round. I mean, same thing, Dallas Cowboys. I mean, say, like it's crazy to think like three of the teams in the playoffs in the NFC could, in, in a feasible world, be without head coaches uh, next year. But you also bring up the quarterback conversation, and I love that you did because – that's going to come up here for me in just a little bit because I think when you're talking quarterback as a new head coach, you either got to love the guy you're forced to inherit yep. or you need an open position. And I think that's where Washington – I don't think too many people are going to love Sam Howell in the sense of saying he's my number one coming next year. You're definitely bringing in some sort of competition depending on where you bring that competition mm-hmm. in. But if you don't love Justin Herbert, that certainly hurts the Chargers job. But Louis, to you, what's the worst job of the available ones right now? For that exact reason, I'll put the Carolina Panthers. And it's not because I don't believe Bryce Young can be a good quarterback. 
I just mm. don't know if he's the guy I want to hitch my wagon to, and he's not going anywhere. If you go to Carolina, you're stuck in that position. And it's not, again, Bryce Young, it's, it was a really unfair situation to put that kid in in 2023. And I think he has a pretty high floor in this league if he's got good weapons around him and protection. I just don't know if he's ever going to be an elite quarterback. And you combine that with the fact that David Tepper, you've heard all the rumors about what he's like as an owner. And, you know, there was one story, I'm not sure if it was true, but it was regarding like coaches in the building telling you know, candidates to maybe not go there. And so you hear that. And even the press conference where Tepper is almost trying to tell the the media and the country that, Hey, he kind of liked CJ Stroud too. He was, he likes Bryce young, but he was open to taking Stroud. And that might've been the original plan. Just Carolina. There's so many red flags coming out of Charlotte. So it might be obvious, David, but I I think the Panthers are the one I just would not want to go to if I'm a head coach. Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's worth saying it might be obvious, but it's worth saying it because, yeah, yeah, for one name and one name alone, if you have options, you don't take that job. And that's exactly like that, that that name alone. No offense to Bright, bro. I like free Bryce Young. Like that's what needs to start (laughs) on social media is free Bryce Young, because that is a terrible situation to put anybody in. Um, And I really do. I really think that if if you see it when we see a coach take that job, somebody's getting it. If you see it when you see a coach take that job, that's a situation where that coach wanted to be a head coach mm-hmm. and didn't have any other choice. Totally. Like, I, really I could see like the Eagles offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson got an interview this week. Yeah. And I don't think he's somebody that's going to be as hot of a candidate as maybe they thought he'd be early in the season. So yeah, you're totally right. I mean, a guy that wants to be a head coach, but doesn't have the options of like a, a Harbaugh, you know, or a potentially Ben Johnson coming out of Detroit. They're probably going to take that job and good luck. Yeah. Bucks OC Dave Canales, same thing. And, and Dave right. is a nice guy. Uh, uh, I would, I would just, I would stay in Tampa and coach Baker Mayfield for another year. If I, if that was, if those were my two <laughs> yeah. choices. So yeah, hands down the worst job in the NFL. I'm going to throw an, an also ran in. I'm glad that you had the conversation you did a little while ago. Cause it's the Los Angeles Chargers. For me. Like that's mm-hmm. the second worst job after the Carolina Panthers and outside of being outside of Los Angeles. So if you want to be an actor or something or getting some commercials, maybe, but the fan base isn't that rapid. I mean, most of your fan base is still, in San Diego, and even those guys are are not too happy. Again, you're tied to Justin Herbert, and not only are you tied to Justin Herbert, but he's entering the second year of a of a new contract that's paying him a whole lot of money. You're not going to get away from that money. Not that I'm saying you should want to anyway, but right. here in about two or three years, he's going to want another deal, and you're going to have to then stress your cap out even more. Like you mentioned, forty three million dollars in the hole in salary cap. I mean, I don't know how you get out of that hole without getting rid of some talent, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Like I don't know who you're getting rid of, Derwin James, but you got to get rid of somebody, at least, I think at least one person, and you're not going to be able to replace them in the draft capital. They have all their picks, but that's all they have is all their picks. In a situation like this, you want to have somebody else's picks in your back pocket as well. And, and the Chargers, I mean, early on, they were by and large called the best job in the NFL. I actually yeah. think that's the second worst job in the NFL, and, and it's only because of David Tepper that it might not be the worst job. I think it'll be really telling who they get. It'll be really telling how much value. I mean, we already know how much value quarterback has in this league, but as you're saying outside of having Justin Herbert and I'd be totally fine hitching my wagon to Justin Herbert, but outside of that, it's almost as bad of a situation as Carolina. So if they still land a Harbaugh or a top candidate, it'll tell how much people around this league believe Herbert's a special talent. Yeah, no, 1000%. Now, obviously none of these teams that we've been talking about are playing this weekend. So let's turn our attention to the folks that are playing this weekend. Super wild card playoffs are kicking off for the National Football League. Coming up next on today's episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On NFL is brought to you by Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we take just a minute 
to talk about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than a family member getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from, you know, potentially life-saving medication they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinusitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to anybody. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medication will then be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to prepare than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use our offer code LOCKDOWN to get $20 off your order. Once again, that's jacemedical.com. Use our code LOCKDOWN to get $20 off your order of the Jace case. Wrapping up this Friday episode of Locked on NFL and tomorrow you got NFL football. Super wild card weekend is getting underway. Saturday, we got two games. Sunday, we got three games. Monday, we got one game. Louie, you and I are paying attention to that one specifically. Yes, sir. But let's talk about the ones leading up to it. Let's start Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time. Cleveland Browns at the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans are home underdogs, uh, plus two on the betting line. So they're predicted to lose by two points or more. Louie, for me, if you're looking at Houston, first things first, you got to contain the Browns passing attack. Uh, when you look at week 16, when these two teams face off and Cleveland Browns won that game, Joe Flacco threw for 368 yards, three touchdowns, did have two interceptions, but they really weren't all that uh, super impactful, obviously, because the Browns won. Um, the very first play of the game, 53-yard pass from Joe Flacco to Amari Cooper. If you're the Houston Texans, you cannot, cannot possibly let Grandpa Joe do that to you. Again. I can't believe it's 2024. And that's something you just said is in the playoffs. You can't let Joe <laughs> Flacco destroy you. <laughs> yeah. What about me, the, uh, what about the Cleveland Browns? Though? What do you think they got to do to get that secure? The, yeah. the, not even the upset win, just the win. I mean, you talked about Flacco and he's made some incredible plays. It's unbelievable how good he's almost having this Kurt Warner type of, I mean, rejuvenation. I haven't seen anything like it since. Yeah. And Again, he's made some incredible plays. I just don't know if you can expect him. Like, the Magic's got to run out, maybe. I mean, I've seen crazier things, even as an Eagles guy with Nick Foles. Maybe the Magic won't run out, but I don't know. Can he go four quarters with C.J. Stroud? To me, the Browns need to lean on what's gotten them there all year, even before Joe Flacco, and that's an elite defense. That pass rush really needs to take over, led by Miles Garrett. Do not let C.J. Stroud take over this game. It is a rookie versus an older quarterback. Neither one, you can guarantee, is going to, have an elite game. But if I had to bet on one guy going nuclear in this wild card round, I think it would be Stroud. So I think that defense for Cleveland is so important. They need Miles Garrett to take over. Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually, I'm taking the Texans with the points uh, in yeah, that match. I'm with you too. Uh, I am too. Actually. Yeah. 8.15 PM on Saturday, Eastern time, all times Eastern time, but 8.15 PM, the Miami Dolphins travel to face Kansas city chiefs. The chiefs are favored at home by four and a half points in Louis for the chiefs. They got to get pressure to a tongue by low. They got to bring to the fight to to uh, the Dolphins honestly look kind of pedestrian when they don't have all their weapons on the field. Uh, Jalen Waddle is questionable for this one. Running back Raheem Mostert is questionable for this one. Tyreek Hill is good. He doesn't have a game designation. But even if Waddle and Mostert play, neither of them are 100%. Neither of them are 80% in this game. And typically, like I said, when, when the Miami Dolphins don't have all those weapons out there for two to use, things can go a little haywire. The Kansas City Chiefs defense has been under the radar good. This season, I think it's going to come down to the Chiefs defense. They got to bring the fight to Tua. They got to make Tua do things under duress and make him uncomfortable. If they do that, I think they get the win. 
Yeah, look, I'm not expecting Tua to go in there in a really bad weather environment. Not a great track record against great teams on the road against great quarterbacks. Look, Tua, obviously, you would want to say he needs to go in there. You would hope a franchise quarterback, considering all the issues they have on the roster with injuries, would be able to elevate. But I think it would be naive to say that's what needs to happen because I don't expect it. The roster really is decimated on both sides. And like you said, even if some of these star players around Tua play, they're not going to be at 100%. So they got to be multidimensional on offense. Like Mostert's hurt right now, but you've got to be able to way to find a way to run the ball, keep the Chiefs mm-hmm. off the field. You don't have your two best pass rushers. Your secondary is banged up. Your best corner is hurt. It's it's going to be a lot to ask to contain Patrick Mahomes, especially considering the environment they're heading into in Arrowhead and the track record Miami has. So they got to be balanced. They have to keep the Chiefs off the field. They need to be able to run the ball because of Tua's sometimes inability to carry. And like you said, the receivers are hurt and that's been their bread and butter. And they're not going to be able to probably find those explosive plays as much with the bad weather and those injuries. So I think the run game for the Dolphins is going to be key. And that might be a lot to ask, but that's what's got to happen. Absolutely. Turning out to Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, Pittsburgh Steelers visit the Buffalo Bills and both these teams, their futures were uncertain entering week 18, but they're both playing in the postseason. The Bills are 10 point favorites at home. That is the biggest spread of the weekend. And because of that, Louie, I really think the Bills just got to go play smart football. Like that's really yep. what this boils down to, man, is do that. And also don't sleep on the Wattless Steelers defense. There are some other playmakers on that defense, not just all TJ Watt, even though he is the uh, the hero there. Josh Allen takes a lot of risks. If he takes too many, he could end up giving the Pittsburgh Steelers life. I call it feeding the gremlins. Don't feed the gremlins on Sunday afternoon, and they should get out of there with a win. Yeah, all I put down for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the way to win this game, it's going to be tough. You have to force Josh Allen into that psycho mode that sometimes he gets into where he's making these ridiculous, what are you doing type of plays. A lot of the times it works out, but sometimes it doesn't. So I have the same thing as for the Steelers. The only I can't expect Mason Rudolph to go into Buffalo and beat Allen toe to toe. It's just not going to happen. You're crazy to expect that. The defense has to take over and force turnovers, get Allen into that chaotic mode that he can get into at times. Yeah, definitely, definitely a tall mountain to climb there for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Speaking of tall mountains, Jordan Love, first season as a star for the Green Bay Packers. They're in the postseason. Something about the Green Bay Packers and potentially, I'm not calling Jordan Love a franchise quarterback yet, but potentially franchise quarterbacks. Uh, love to see it for Jordan. I remember him coming out of school. So many people were so high on him that he finally gets on the field and so many people are down on him. It's just like, what's going on here? He hasn't really even done anything yet. Yeah. All he did was lead the Packers to the postseason, facing the Cowboys in Dallas. Uh, Cowboys favored by seven. And to me, don't throw any impactful INTs. Let's be real here. What are we looking at for this Dallas Cowboys postseason run? Mike McCarthy's coaching, Dak Prescott's decision-making. Those are the two things that have derailed them all these other years. That's going to be what everybody's looking to see if it's going to derail them again. And if they lose to the Packers, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be because of a coaching decision or a quarterback decision. That is what's going to take the Cowboys into their offseason. It really is two teams that can't let the pressure get to them in different ways. The Cowboys have a lot of pressure because, as you mentioned, they have a history of choking in the postseason with Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. For the Packers, this is the youngest roster in the NFL that made the playoffs unexpectedly, led by Jordan Love's 32 passing touchdowns. To me, the key is the young guns just can't shy away from the moment. Like they are the core of this team. There aren't a lot of key veterans that bet on that have been on deep runs to help you through it. The young guns got to figure it out. It's a big stage. The playoffs in Dallas, a lot of pressure. The Cowboys need this win for their legacy and to keep their quarterback and coach intact. So um, there's a lot riding on this one for the other side. And uh, I think for green Bay, it's just, yeah, the young guns can't shy away from a big moment. 
Yeah, that's a great point. And speaking of, I don't say young, but inexperienced guns. We'll call them inexperienced guns. 8.15 p.m. Eastern time. The Rams are at the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions are favored by three. Uh, the Lions haven't been in the playoffs for a long time, which means these coaches haven't coached in the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. most of them ever. Um, and that's to me, that's the big thing, Louis, is sometimes we see coaching staffs get to the playoffs for the first time and they change. They're different types of guys. This Detroit Lions staff just needs to focus on being the Detroit Lions, play your style of football, and then also find the hot hand at running back. One thing that frustrates me about Ben Johnson is he gets a running back going. He gets he gets one of his guys going really well. Jameer Gibbs has like 60 yards on one drive, and then you don't see him for two drives because David Montgomery comes right. in the next time. Find your hot running back and ride him all the way to the divisional round. I think for the Rams, Matt Stafford just needs to be the best player in the field. I think the Lions are a really complete team. You're going up against a team that, again, has not had a home playoff game in a long time. They're motivated because of that. I think Jared Goff's going to be motivated. It's more of a revenge game for him than it is for Stafford. All those storylines really go the Lions way. If you think about, you know, in that kind of light, if you think about destiny, that's on the Lions side. And for me, again, I think the roster for Detroit's just better than L.A. But Matt Stafford has been one of the best quarterbacks this year and has been extremely underrated. They need him to go on the road in Detroit and shine like he used to and be the best player on that field. Yep, 100%. Then finish it up Monday Night Football. Louie, you cover the Eagles. I cover the yep. Buccaneers. 8 p.m. Eagles at box. If you didn't catch the crossover between you and your co-host and my co-host, James Jarko, everybody make sure you go do that. But real quick, tell us what the Eagles got to do to get a win on Monday night. Yeah. They need a vintage 2021-2022 like running performance. Jalen Hurts is hurt. Devontae Smith is banged up. So is A.J. Brown. They need to limit turnovers. The defense is bad. Keep them off the field. How do you do that? Sustain drives by running the football. DeAndre Swift is the key in this one. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, I think I think you're right. If the Eagles win, Swift yeah. is going to have a big hand in it for the Buccaneers who are three-point home underdogs. Find a way to get after Jalen Hurts. Todd Bowles knows how to craft up some pass rushes. Confuse the pass pro. There has been some success. I said this on a previous episode of Locked on Bucks. Have more standing guys at the line of scrimmage than you have down linemen at the line of scrimmage. I don't know what it is this season, but Jason Kelsey doesn't always figure out the, the, the formula when defenses do that. I've seen it on tape. I want to see the Buccaneers do that on Monday night. If they do that, then maybe the Bucs can make it to the divisional round, and we'll see what happens with the Eagles if that happens. So coming up on Monday, you've got Locked On NFL coming back with Kevin Ostriker of Locked On Ravens. But Friday, you still have another episode coming up right here, Locked On NFL kickoff live at 2 p.m. Eastern. Find it here or any other Locked On NFL channel. Make sure you're subscribed to all of those. You've got the notifications turned on and the auto downloads turned on. For your second listen of the day, check out Locked On Eagles, Locked On Commanders, Locked On Bucks. Or stay right here and check out Locked On Sports Today, your first ever national 24-7 sports streaming channel on YouTube. As always, thank you for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day, every day, every day. Thanks for coming through. For Louis DiBiase, I'm David Harrison. We see you right back here next Friday for another episode of Locked On NFL, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.